Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. I am Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of bustle, and everybody else in between uh, throwing it down uh, on this wicked Wednesday. Ton of basketball news calls. Basketball has been banging. A uh, lot of entertaining games. Mizzou gets it done. Four and a half point underdogs. Yeah. 83 75 over the Ducks uh, this evening. Baylor, 82 69. Fun basketball game. West Virginia runs out of gas, but gives Gonzaga all that they can handle. And Gonzaga's got some serious-ass players. Mark Few looks like... uh, I haven't seen Mark Few smile yet this year. This guy has the look of a dude that used to be happy. Hey, I built this program. He's not happy anymore. He needs a championship. He wants a championship. He needs a championship. And if there's ever a year that you think maybe they could pull this off, it feels like this is the year that Gonzaga uh, could get it done. So John Wall... And Russell Westbrook are exchanged. Interesting, interesting ramifications moving forward in the National Basketball Association. A season set to tip off, man. We're about three weeks away. A little bit later on, we're going to crunch some numbers, take a look at some of the uh, the NBA futures on the board. Of course, there was another Joan Collins special today in the National Football League as uh, backers and the Pittsburgh Steelers got backdoored because a Steeler defensive back fell down, blown coverage. And Hollywood Brown turns into a horror movie for Pittsburgh Steelers backers following a crazy Monday night uh, backdoor screw job. We're going to take a look at all the NFL games uh, this evening. We'll start taking a look at the college football uh, card as well. We'll get to the bottom of this Coastal Carolina and BYU Liberty uh, thing that's going on uh, right now. As a Liberty was scheduled to play Coastal Carolina and college game day, things that you didn't expect to happen. In 2020, ESPN College Game Day going to Coastal Carolina. Uh, That's right. Like, that's how, you know, like, really. Like, Michigan, you guys are, like, dodging teams because you suck. And Coastal Carolina is hosting ESPN. What does the world come to? You know what? 2020 is so whack that Cleveland Browns don't suck uh, either. There's a lot of twisted things uh, going on. So, the Wicked Wednesday, we're going to break it all down. Uh, very, very cool of Cam to hang around for a little bit. I think Cam's in a good mood because he's won money. He's picking winners at the Australian racetracks uh, right now. Superman in the yes. house. Ian Cameron, Babano. Going to get some uh, some picks. Get into the college football, NFL football. Late night anger management class. Get your rage. Bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Yeah, that's how betters feel right now. 1914 final score. Pittsburgh Steelers win. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin um, rips the team after the game, which you know what doesn't bode well for the Washington football team, guys. <laughs> like, like yep. Mike Tomlin's like acting like they lost. Frustrated. Mike Tomlin calls Pittsburgh Steelers effort in matinee really junior varsity. Wow, really junior varsity for the uh, the he Pittsburgh Steelers. And, well, let me ask you first then, Babano, because, um, let's see, Coach, uh, is it, uh, Coach John in uh, Chicago, he's, he's a surly dude as well. What, what did he send me here? Send me a, a list of the games and the reasons why Pittsburgh suck. All right. Steelers overrated. Beat Daniel Jones week one. Week two. Barely beat Bro. This is, he didn't come up. It's like there's a gift that's going around right now, all right? So it's basically Steelers wins this year. Week one, beat Daniel Jones and the Giants. All right, Cam, we remember that game? Giants were in that football game. Week two, Denver Broncos. They lost Drew Locke. They They still covered the number. Uh, Pittsburgh barely won that game. Week three, beat Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans. Week four, beat Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. Week five, beat the uh, Cleveland Browns. Week six, Beat the uh, the Titans, but the Titans only lost because of Gaskowski's sorry ass. Uh, beat the Ravens. Um, you know, this is what they say here. Barely beat Ravens, but they beat the Ravens. Barely beat three and eight Cowboys. Beat the two in Bengals. Beat Jake Luton and the, uh, the Jacksonville Jags. And now barely beat Ravens practice squad and third string quarterback. Babano, do you buy into this negativity that the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of suck even though they haven't lost the game? 
I don't want to say they kind of suck. They suck today. I think if you're going to say they're full season, that they're a bit of a fraud as an undefeated team, I think that's a little unfair. You have to keep in mind they blasted Cleveland. They didn't just beat Cleveland. They blasted them. The Tennessee game, they were up big at halftime. Now, I know Tennessee got back into that football game, guys, but Pittsburgh came out of the gate strong. They were up comfortably by double digits. I think they kind of allowed Tennessee get back into the game, but the bottom line is they won that game and they got off to a great start and controlled it. They had a blowout win against Cleveland. They've had some good results. I'm just talking about today. They look like a team that didn't resemble an undefeated team. Drop passes, mistakes, uh, penalties, and not a lot of energy on that field. I was just seeing a lot of the Steeler players, guys, with their hands on their hips. For a rivalry game such as this, it looked like they were going through the motions. It was just a bad game, and Mike Tomlin was right to criticize them for it. But do I think they're a fraudulent, undefeated team? No, they're a very good team. I still think Kansas City's a little better than them, but I don't think they're a fraudulent, undefeated a team. They're a very good football team. They're a lot better. KC are a lot better. In my opinion, KC are just they, head and yeah. shoulders above everybody else. Exactly. But, I think Here, it's unfair, actually, to rip them, Cam, if you're Tomlin. I get it. Yep. You know, maybe you didn't like some of the comments. You know, Tomlin knows his team. But you would expect a flat performance. None of these games were bad. I'll throw it to you, Cam. But, dude, they, this game was canceled like 13 times, uh, Babano. It threw the Pittsburgh Steelers off as well. They're not used to playing on Wednesday afternoon. Did they take the Ravens for granted a little bit? Probably. Because, hey, these guys are missing 30 guys type thing. But... You know, what's your take on Pittsburgh, Cam? Were they the real – are you like – because people are all – they never no. beat anybody. They never beat – you are what your record says you are, and they're undefeated. No, they're a good team, but I'm going to tell you this. The Baltimore Ravens, the one thing they did with Gus Edwards today, like they carved these guys up. Like there were big runs there. Other teams need to realize how to beat Pittsburgh, and Tennessee fits that bill. If you get a running back, you can you can beat these guys into the ground with their uh, with with their D line. The problem is their secondary is still pretty good. Ben Roethlisberger, there's a way to beat these guys. The Jacksonville Jaguars used to do it all the time. You just pummel him and pummel him and pummel him into the ground, and he'll make eventually bad decisions. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I don't think they're going to run the table. I think they could lose to either the Bills or Colts or both. But I will say this. You know, they look great right now, but we'll see when the playoffs start. I don't think they're as good as people think. I don't think they're going anywhere. And one thing the I'll say about Pittsburgh, too, guys, is that they can't the run injuries. the football, the Steelers, right now. And they can't run the football right now either. So that could come back and bite them at some point. At some point, there's going to be a game, a game where they've got to get the run game going, and they just haven't been able to do it. That There's a reason they were throwing the ball on third and fourth and one today. Mike Tomlin doesn't trust them to be able to run the football, even on short yardage. Yeah, I think that James Conner's injured, Babano. Their starting running back wasn't there. Yeah, but Snell, Gabe, you they know Snell was pretty good. Snell was pretty good at Kentucky. Like, he Snell should be sucks. able to do the job. No, but he's here's the good. thing. Other teams. He's, he, uh, hey. he's not that good. Like, they trusted but, McFarland more in the end. Like, Snell, Snell's okay, but he's not. You know what I mean? He's never. He's just a backup running back, Snell. Like, Snell's yeah. not that guy that, oh, he's getting a chance and there's no turning back now. He's just another guy. But here's the thing. If you look at other teams in the league, right, even your Bills, it's like Singletary and Moss. I trust both of those guys, and I think both of them can have big games. As my team, the Seahawks, you know what I mean? If Carson's healthy, he's a beast, and I, I trust Carlos Hyde to be that guy. The thing about Pittsburgh, there is there is weakness within that team. I, I, I'm just going to tell you, they've been very, the very lucky. Yeah, the no, injuries. but we remember. 
No, I understand, Gabe, but you remember earlier on in the season, the Giants were beating these guys, the mistakes they made. You know what Pittsburgh is, and I'll give them credit for it? They're opportunistic. Every time another team, you know, if they're not playing well, they always find a way to get a turnover. They'll screw you. That's the thing, and that's a sign of a good football team. I get it, but eventually that stuff's not going to work. They're a good team. I, I still think there's three or four teams in the AFC that can deal with these guys. The thing is, too, um, you know, listen, they, they've had success throwing the football, right? The Pittsburgh Steelers, they're they are a passing team. Ben, like, they, they have a couple of years left. It's their strength, ben yeah, they should stick to it. Yeah, they have a couple of years with Ben Roethlisberger, and it's a pass-happy NFL. Yet this year, you know, you look this year in the NFL, there's quite a few teams that are getting back to running the football uh, quite a bit. And... You know, each, pretty much every team that runs the ball is having a pretty successful year. Cleveland gets 161 yards a game. Correct. Um, Baltimore, 160. Tennessee is third with 158. Arizona, 155. Although Arizona is just kind of their quarterback. Uh, New England, Minnesota, New Orleans, Las Vegas, the Rams, and Green Bay. That's the top 10. There's that, You're better off having, like, being in the top 10 rushing than passing. That's for sure. Passing's a bad, uh, just means you're trailing all the time. But... I know I get it, Babano, but no one really runs the ball. Like in, in today's NFL, you got to score, right? That's the whole thing. You got to be able to score. But, but you know what, Marenzi? big problem moving forward. They lost You've Bush. seen it. Now today, now today yep. they lose Bud Dupree as well. So this That's is where huge. Pittsburgh's problems are. By the time they get to the playoffs, it, you know, they had a hell of a year, but they're losing guys every week. It's like every week there's like another key dude that seems to get, you know, knocked off the train here. And that's going to be a problem for them moving forward, I think. And Stefan Tuitt didn't play on that defense today either. Yep. That's true, Babano. Here's the thing, though. As the season progresses and the weather gets worse, I get it. It is a passing league. But, Gabe, look at the teams that were successful even all the way down to the end. You could say Kansas City. Sure, they throw the ball over the lot, but they still had an effective run game versus San Francisco. Most Mostert and all those guys in San Francisco with Shanahan, even though they threw the ball, the running game set things up for Kittle and everything else. Tennessee's got Henry. Other teams are strong. Your Bills have two competent running backs. The thing about Pittsburgh is, I get it. They look good now, but a team's going to come up with a scheme, and I don't, I, I'm telling you, I just don't believe in this team. That's me. These next two games for them, Cam, are not going to be easy. Washington football team's a hard-trying team. They found a little life, a little energy, pep in their step with Alex Smith, and then we know the Bills are after that. And with that p- passing offense and Josh Allen, test that Steelers secondary, the likes of which they haven't been tested as much by really potent passing teams. They'll find one. Oh, the Bills will kill him for sure. Uh, I think they will. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I disagree, actually, as far as the uh, Washington. Washington's going to be in trouble because Tomlin, Tomlin's going to get these guys focused now, Babano, after this this weird That's game. That's the problem. Uh, today. Yeah. All right, hang in here. We'll keep camp for a couple more minutes. Hang in here, uh, Babano. Late night anger management class continues. Bet your rage, Wicked Wednesday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without rageaholic. <laughs> Rage Hall or alcohol? The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart, let me guess. Yep. I don't know, it sounds like it was a couple of beers night tonight for you, Cam. A couple of See, beers Gabe, you, uh, tonight. You you know me, man. Like, you, you got it. Like, I was just, like, taking it easy, a couple of beers. I had an old cooler in the back that I just threw on ice, and I'll tell too. you let something. Let me finish it off. You're unwinding, yep. and even though you've had a long day, it'd be kind of crazy that Cam's hang out with us. But let me guess, the girlfriend split. You kick back. You're just you're you're walking around naked. You're drinking beer, just eating stuff out of the fridge, right? <laughs> Bingo! You got it, buddy. I loaded up her car. I, sh- I shaved all the ice Hold and that snow one, off. I told her, I go, I love you, honey, but you know what? Everybody needs a couple days here, and I'm I got my couple I days. You're you absolutely that, correct. Actually. Yeah, I, it's yeah. pretty big of you, actually. Not a lot of guys can do that. It's pretty ballsy. Is it true? Cam's girlfriend will be at his house like every day for like three weeks or something. And then I was there and then Cam's like, listen, honey, I need to be alone. You got to go. It's just out of the blue cold. You're like, it's a little much. I just, I need to kick back. All right. I need to kick back. You know what it is, Marenzi? It's out of love. And the thing is, it's actually funny. I've talked to a lot of my buddies who have been divorced. I go, why did you get divorced? That's the thing. They're there. They're 24 7, 365. You got to have a system. It doesn't matter how much you love your girlfriend, whatever. Me and you work too. The thing is, I can't be hanging around doing all sorts of stuff. So we're doing this. I'm, I'm, cleaning cars i'm doing this i'm loading up stuff i'm helping her out doing but hey she understands too i go listen this is the wednesday night show i do my regular i'm with gabe and babano it's time to go home i'll i'll see you in a day or two you know like i i need time to relax right? you gotta get your golf picks in too you need to be you need your own time for that and like uh yeah. all right so the rate that uh, uh, <laughs> it's too good the raging red and wednesdays are always great <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. So before we get you out of here, Cam, uh, so what, what's on the what's on the docket for you tonight after this? Murder mysteries, oh. date date line, horse racing. Come on, I know you got to get yeah. a bunch of. Uh, there you come go. On eight. Oh, I need this horse, Gabe. Nice retort. He's almost there. He's almost there. Please finish this race. Please finish this race. You know what? Here we go. Oh, he's dying. You know what? I'll take second. I'll take second at seven to one. That's fine with me. But I will say this. You want golf picks? 
Do you want me to reiterate them or yeah, what yeah, do you want re- me to back do? them off again for people who are joining us? Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. We actually, Gabe, and I'll give you credit, man. Thanks for having me on. We hit Christian Bazoutenhout. Like sometimes I say picks and people are like, this guy's an idiot, but I'm telling you, like I watch European tour golf too, but I'm going to dig a little bit deeper. And I agree with Marenzi. Take South American and Mexican players this week at Mayakoba. It's a home game for them. Joaquin Neiman, 31 to 1. We also like Carlos Ortiz, 34 to 1. Mark Leishman, 34 to 1. Sebastian Munoz, 41 to 1. And if you're going to take uh, a couple guys, Mark Leishman, watch out for him, man. He's, look, he's a great win player, and they're expecting win this week at 34. And Adam Long. He finished second in this tournament before. Very good young golfer at 55 to 1. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. My horse came second. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right. Uh, the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. So before we get you out of here, Cam, as I stated, we'll have official news. But it appears as though that BYU is going to go to Coastal Carolina and play them on Saturday. Love it. Which is cool Love of it. them to do. And it's cool of Coastal Carolina to accept this game as well. It's big time. The problem is. They're they're sticking their asses out there, and they're doing this to entertain people. They're doing it to step up and all this, yet the committee won't care. That's the whole thing. I agree. So these guys are doing it, but college game day going there. BYU are getting screwed. I'm not saying BYU should be ranked fourth in the country right now, but 13th is a freaking joke, guys. I That's agree. That's just like, should- I don't know what the bias is, like, I think it's because they're independent th- and they're punishing them. They're like, you know what? Where do you, you think they should be? Conference? Suck it. Honestly, they should be around where Cincinnati is. That's fair. I'd have them right there. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what the thing is? And I don't want to rip anybody else. Does. The AP has them ninth right behind Cincinnati. That's fair. And like seven, that's eight the thing. right there. You said it. Iowa State, I get it. They beat Texas, but that was a grinding out, like, lucky win. Let's call it for what it is. The Miami Hurricanes. These guys, like, had trouble beating NC State who, like, had problems with Liberty. Like, give me a break. That's the thing. you got to be realistic in this stuff. BYU and Cincinnati are only doing their jobs and doing a good job. Those are the other teams. They should be way back there. I'm with you guys. I think Cincinnati and BYU deserve way more respect than they're getting. They're not a Power 5 program, and they're, they're getting punished for their schedules, especially BYU. That's your explanation right there. Yeah, but Babano, I was know what they did? They're winning. No, but but my point being, Gabe, and I'm going to get out of here pretty soon. They didn't just. They didn't win games. They murdered them. Like BYU started the season. I'm not saying Navy's any good, but don't know what they did. They throttled them. Then they had another game. I don't disagree. Yeah, against Houston. Dom, the eye test tells you they're a good team, right? You you watch that team. You see how they play and how they've beaten up on teams. They look like a really really good football team, don't they? They're a top. Hey, I get it, but they should be right now around seven or eight. That's that's what I'm saying. They deserve that. It'll be a fun game, though. Coastal Carolina, you know, if this comes to pass, uh, it looks like it'll happen. Plus, Liberty lost, so um, it's you know they don't have the incentive to you know miss out. I'm sure they they want to be on college game day and all that type of stuff, but it's just too bad. There's not a real. It's not fair, and it's not just like BYU. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. And one thing I was going to say about BYU's schedule is their schedule is ranked 76th in the country. Cincinnati's ranked 71. So no one, like, cries about Cincinnati's schedule every day, but they do about BYU. Not to mention, BYU had to book all these games, like, in, like, in a COVID situation. 
And they did a pretty good job of putting a decent schedule together. Right? You know? Yeah. They did. They beat Navy. Like you said, they beat Houston. They yep. beat Navy. They beat Boise State. It's being overrated, Babano. People act like they, you know, they've only beaten Sunbelt teams. Like Cam said, Iowa State lost to Louisiana, bro. Louisiana Lafayette, they, they lost. Like, Iowa State, like, BYU didn't lose to a Sunbelt team. They killed Sunbelt teams. So, like, you know what I mean? Here, it's just no matter what they do, they don't get credit for it. Yeah, here, guys, and is why Cincinnati's schedule. Is a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. So it's not like they've got Wilson. scrubs. Their quarterback is yeah. going to be a top 10 pick in the draft. Here's why Cincinnati's schedule has been disappointing, because people thought they'd have a good schedule going into the season. Central Florida's down this year. Memphis is down this year. SMU has been a little bit of a disappointment. All those teams in that AAC, they've been disappointing, that have been good year in and year out. So it's making Cincinnati's schedule look worse. I think Tulsa's probably the best remaining team they've got uh, still to play this season. And then the rest of the conference, forget it. It's been a disaster. But Memphis, UCF, Houston... And even uh, SMU, those four teams that have been, you know, dominating the AAC for the last few years, they're all down this year, and it's probably impacting Cincinnati and really making but, that schedule look worse. But Babano and Gabe, you guys know, that's not their fault. It's not their fault that other programs have taken a step back. They're only doing what they got to do. That's that's the whole thing about this committee. They just look at everything. Oh, blah, blah, blah. this team's doing this. They're playing their games. So let me ask They're you winning guys. their games. They're covering their so Cam, games. Exactly. Cam, who the hell is Ohio State played? Who is Ohio State beating? Indiana. Like, like, well, and they like, struggled. So they and they beat, uh, they beat Penn State by 13. Yeah. Who cares? Ooh, you beat Penn State by 13. Some teams have murdered Penn State this year. You know what I mean? Dude, like Maryland, Maryland murdered Penn State. Yeah, Maryland. Yep. Bad. Exactly. Yep. So, I know. That was Ohio one of my State. favorite bets this year. <laughs> I enjoyed Ohio that. State, yeah. Ohio State beat Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, and Indiana. I don't know. To me, beating Navy, Houston, at Boise State, um, and everything else that they did is every bit as impressive or not more impressive. Like, it's all perception. Like, you can say, oh, well, a Big Ten team. The Big Ten sucks. I'm a Big Ten fan. Babano, the Big Ten sucks. Suck. Look at the Big Ten. Look at the camp. It's a train wreck. Minnesota blow, Michigan wreck. blow, Penn State blow. Michigan State are like whatever, new coach, struggling, rebuilding. They're okay. Maryland's a new program, rebuilding. Rutgers is rebuilding. Michigan is lost. Dude, like Northwestern who the hell is Ohio State? State? Yeah, we just start getting excited about Northwestern. They lose to Michigan State and look terrible in the yeah. process. So there's your Big Ten. Wisconsin, yep. Wisconsin's pretty good, but they've had COVID all year and they've been sabotaged. You know what I mean? So I'm just stating, it's not like Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State have beaten good teams. Like, who the hell are they beating? Nobody. Sounds like, uh, well, it sounds like uh, the jury was interested in my argument no. there. Very, very I got to tell you, Gabe, <laughs> I don't know what Babano's got going on over there, but he he's he's he, he's distracted tonight. I don't know what's uh, behind the, the screen, what's going on, because he's usually really quick to pounce. It's interesting. Here's the thing. Uh, one more race going off before I sign out, Northam. I wish we got a little bit better value. He's only uh, seven to five, but I like the two horse game, and you're going to like this one straight up for your grandfather, Noble Scott. He might be cheap, but he's a good horse. <laughs> 2 to win. Let's rock. The raging redhead, Cam Stewart. All right, get some rest, Cam. We'll catch you on. Uh... We'll catch you on game Get time. Get those decisions. late night pony profits, Cam. I got to tell you, Marenzi, like, shout out. And for all the people out there, I'm just going to say one quick thing. 
This guy's doing three hours with me. He's doing three hours tonight. He's like, hey, it's doing a radio show. People don't understand, buddy. You're doing great work. It's hard to do six hours of radio. I only do a couple hours of updates in our show, and I'll tell you something, Renzi. Keep up the great work, buddy. Uh, It's uh, not easy to do, and you're doing a great job. I appreciate the kind words, Kev. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, this evening. Uh, Fun time, as always. People always look forward to the Wednesday show. Uh, Ian Cameron still hanging around for a little while longer. We'll get to some football picks. We'll get into the NFL uh, with Babano. Not a great college card this week, and we don't have a number up for this uh, BYU-Liberty game yet because it's uh, BYU-Coastal Carolina because Liberty's out. Not official yet, but it is sort of. Like even ESPN. ESPN guys are saying, we're going to know for sure in the morning, but everything I'm hearing tonight sources point to BYU going to Coastal Carolina, and I saw some BYU media guys saying that they're planning a trip, actually. Late-night anger management class. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Oh, yeah, it's all set. They got the bug boy on. The bug boy. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're going to break his maiden. Really? But it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Late night anger management class. Ian Cameron, the football frenzy. Sports Pub Radio kicking it with us. Uh, thanks to the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. The show's just flying by uh, tonight, Babano. I want to get into some NFL football, but, yeah, because I don't know. I looked at the college card, and, you know, I was sort of looking at marquee matchups, and there really aren't any. Uh, you know, Alabama LSU is so anticlimactic uh, right now. Uh, you know, West Virginia, Iowa State's an interesting football game. You know, Florida, Tennessee, Florida wins. They they clinch their spot in the, uh, in the championship uh, game against uh, Alabama. Notre Dame lay 33-and-a-half. Uh, to Syracuse, and I find the NFL card to be kind of tricky uh, this week. Texas A&M at Auburn actually is interesting. They're a pretty good football team. Uh, that's one thing, Babano, I'll give credit. Uh, I don't really think much. I didn't think much of Jimbo Fisher. I thought it was kind of a punk-ass move, the way he stiffed Florida State the way that he did after all those years. Um, and I was like, you know what? I don't know. Like, Texas A&M, you guys paid this guy all this money. He's not like... Is he on the level of Saban? Is he on the level of Dabo and these guys? He's won before. But I got to give him credit. Babano, he's built a hell of a program here. They're a damn good football team. No, they're really good. They're good on both sides of the football. And finally, after, I'll be honest, I've criticized him the last couple seasons. Kellen Mond is playing the best football he has all his whole career at A&M this year. He's minimized the mistakes. He's lessened the turnovers. He's making better decisions with the ball. He's in better command with this offense. And it'll be fascinating to see if he can take this Texas A&M team and somehow get them into the playoff. They've got no room for error. They're going to get tested by Auburn, though. I know Auburn's been a little bit up and down, but Bo Nix is one of those guys. He always plays better at home. Auburn as a team usually plays better at home. And to me, A&M is still one of those teams that this late in the season with this much pressure on their shoulders, it's fine to beat an LSU team that's been beaten down all season long in bad weather last week at home. Now you're going to have to go on the road facing Auburn team that, you know, they got crushed by Alabama last week, but you've seen them still 
in games, not routinely blown out. They've been very good in the home underdog role a few times. They've been in that role the last few seasons under Malzahn. So I'd be worried about laying the points with A&M in that game. I just get the sense Auburn's going to take that game down to the wire. I can't disagree. Even though they got smoked by Alabama, Alabama's just so damn good, man. Alabama's like Of course, yeah. You can't penalize any team for looking like that against them. No. Like that, even Clemson, as good as Clemson is, Alabama will beat Clemson this time. If they face off, I think I, I don't think anyone's beating Alabama. You know, I don't know. Ohio State, I know, are supposed to be all this and that, but as we just went over their their body of work, I don't know. I mean, so you beat Rutgers, you struggled with Penn State, who blow. You beat Nebraska, who whipped D. You know what I mean? Like you actually add up their body of work and it's, it's you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Normally, the college football playoff of Bano, it's boring. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We know. Two SEC teams, Alabama, Clemson, another SEC team, and and uh, and yeah. Ohio State. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But this year, Notre Dame makes things interesting. Florida, Texas A&M are lingering. You got the Cincinnati Bearcats that are lingering. And I think Cincinnati actually have a shot of getting in. They're going to screw BYU, but I think maybe Cincinnati can backdoor this. They need some things to go their way, but but let's get into the NFL, Babano. Uh, we kicked the tires on the games today with Lou Gamble on game time decisions, and the game that uh, caught our eye here, me, Cam, and Lou all agreed, the Detroit Lions, plus uh, three points on the road against the yep. Chicago Bears. You look at this Bears team, bro, like you don't want to be laying points against you know, Notre Dame if the Bears are playing Notre Dame right now, let alone against an NFL team, and Listen, uh, I, w- I want Galladay to be back. But I don't know, Babano, if there's a bigger sort of bump from the coach being gone than a guy like Matt Patricia being gone. You know what I mean? Like, they hated this yep. guy. And you know how happy they're going to be that he's gone. They're going to have to respond. And I imagine they do. Plus, the Bears suck. I love the double combination here, Babano. Yeah, it seems like, and I like the Lions. I mean, if I'm betting that, I'm looking at Detroit uh, or pass, and you got to believe you're right. We've seen multiple instances now where we've had teams make coaching changes this year, and there's been that immediate uptick. You know, the energy, the passion, the coaches are more receptive. Coaches, after the previous coach gets fired, they start asking players, you know, what would you like to see in the offense maybe? What would you like? They try to, you know, listen to the players a bit more, and players respond to that. You saw the uptick with Raheem Morris when he took over from Dan Quinn in Atlanta. They started to play a little bit better. Saw it with Houston after Bill O'Brien got fired and Romeo Cornell took over. They've played a little bit better football competitive football at least it's probably going to be the same with Detroit because as you mentioned you know Matt Patricia had clearly you know the, the two the two games that before he got fired was clear you know just wasn't working anymore players were sort of tuning them out they were they weren't executing at a level that a professional team should the it Carolina shutout loss the embarrassment yeah the embarrassment but it was absolutely a rock bottom the two games before he got fired Carolina and Houston were debacles you know, for the Detroit Lions. So I, with Daryl Bevel taking over, he's at least a respected guy, offensive coach from years in the NFL. I would expect Detroit's effort to be there. And sometimes, and right now with what I've seen out of Chicago, Gabe, effort might be all you need to beat the Bears right now, especially that offense. So I'm with you. I would look Detroit. Trubisky has played well against the Lions in his career. And in fact, I remember I was on the Bears in week one uh, in this football game. Uh, actually, one of the few times I've been correct. Which Gabe, to, to your point, to your point about that, Trubisky twelve touchdowns, one interception in his career against the Lions. I just saw that now. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's yeah, scary when you see that. Yeah, but that was with Matt Patricia. <laughs> yeah. 
That was with Matt Patricia. Plus, their defense will get better, too. I'm telling you, it's like Stafford and just every – no one liked him from day one. It's not like he, he ever had the room. He never had the room. It shouldn't have gone on as long as it did. And you're right. It hit rock bottom. Um, I think the trick play that Houston ran on him was the play that broke the back of, of the owners and of Patricia. I don't yeah. know if you remember, but they basically did like a sandlot. You pitch to you, you pitch to you, and it went back and forth. And Will Fuller was all alone in the end zone. And then they went right into Matt Patricia. It was a good thing he had a mask on, but he went right into Matt Patricia. And I was thinking, I was like, yeah, that's – and you're the defensive guy too? It's like, yeah, you're done, bro. Like that. that's – well, I swear when I saw that touchdown. But the only thing is the Ford family – the lady's like 118 years old, Babano. You know what I'm saying? The lady that owns the Detroit Lions. Like, they're not well, run by, like, Sheila now that's people. running it. Yeah, Sheila's running the show now, the daughter. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's actually yeah. the one that had the press conference yep, the other day talking right. about uh, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn getting fired. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing, Babano. All right? They're, yeah. they just, they're, they're the Fords. They, run, they make cars. You know what I'm saying? They don't know what they're doing. They don't hire the right people to run the organization all the time. You know, and then they screwed up with the Caldwell stuff. But anyways, I like uh, I like the Lions uh, in that game. Uh, what else caught our eye? Looking at the Lions, I tell you what, I want to dig, I want to look under the hood. So I'll ask you on this one. I got to investigate. I got to always. It's always the COVID and the health situation. But um, Cleveland getting six points at Tennessee. I'm a big Tennessee backer, but man, I like them. I respect them. I bet them on, on them a lot, but I don't want to lay points with them in a favorite role. It's a different spot for them. And we were talking about running the football earlier, Babano. You're talking about two teams with that are like number one and number three in the NFL, 161 and 158 games respectively between Cleveland and Tennessee on the ground. They're very evenly matched football teams. The only thing is the Baker Mayfield factor on the road. He's tough to trust. I don't like him. So I always have that hesitation when I bet on Cleveland, like, oh, God, I don't like their quarterback. But they are a good football team. Yeah, this is a this is an interesting game. I love Tennessee last week. I don't know if I – this is a tough game because I don't want to lay these points with Tennessee. Tennessee's still got problems defensively. And I'll tell you what, it's going to look like they played great against the Colts defensively last week and because, what, they shut them down in the second half. You trace – Anthony Costanzo, the left tackle, getting injured in that game for the Colts. And that's the moment the offense stopped. Like, that was a massive injury. He is one of the better left tackles in the NFL. And that was the very moment, because I was watching that game closely, being on Tennessee. From that moment on, the Colts' offense didn't work. They didn't move the football the rest of the game after he got hurt. So, yeah, Tennessee did play better, but they had some circumstances go in their favor. It's going to be tougher against this run game. You know, Chubb and Hunt, they are running the football extremely well for the Browns. On the flip side, Cleveland's got defensive injuries. Miles Garrett was out last week. Denzel Ward didn't play in the secondary, and those are probably their two best playmakers on defense. In fact, I don't really love anybody else on this Cleveland defense aside from Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. I think the rest of it, you know, I can, is not that great. They've given up chunk yardage. The Jacksonville with Mike Glennon, they, if you watch that game last week, Jacksonville was moving the ball up and down against Cleveland more than anything, Gabe. I'm liking this total. Uh, I know it's a high number. It's mid-50s. But can you get both teams to 28 in this game? I think you can. And the over's definitely in play for me here with the Browns and Titans. Uh, you know, I love betting overs, Babano. But the only thing is, is Cleveland hang on to the football a lot. Like, their time of possession is very good. Nearly 34 minutes a game, good. And 
they're almost going to do to Tennessee what Tennessee does to people. You know, Tennessee's going to find out what it's like to get punched in the mouth by running backs. And Chubb is damn good. Now he's back. And then you get that one-two punch with Kareem Hunt. It's, you know, it's a lethal combo that they have. I'll give them credit for it. It's actually worked out having these two guys uh, there. I, I think Cleveland are live, but I'm kind of naming random games here. So I'll ask you, which which is a game that caught your eye uh, so far? The Monday Nighters fun with the Bills and the Niners. That's a good game. I think people in the chat were asking us to hit that game up earlier. But what else has caught your eye uh, this week? I find the uh, the pickings are kind of slim this week. I think the game the game that sticks out to me, and it's a key question because maybe not everyone will agree with me here, but do you think the Las Vegas Raiders are at least a good team? Because if you do think they're at least a good team, even after yeah. what you saw last week against Atlanta, they're supposed to go out there and absolutely destroy the Jets you know, on Sunday. Because if they're good and they're focused and they're angry as hell, which from everything I'm reading, they are after the way they played against Atlanta on Sunday, they should go out there and throttle that team. And someone on Twitter joked with me a week ago before the games happened with the Jets and the Dolphins saying, you know what, Ian, I actually think Sam Darnold might be a downgrade from Joe Flacco. After what I saw from Sam Darnold against Miami, I'm agreeing with him. I think he might be right. That was an abysmal, that was a pathetic performance from Sam Darnold on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, The offense looks broken, and it's been broken throughout Adam Gase's career in New York. Who's kidding who? You know, the defense can't stop anybody. This is what the Las Vegas Raiders sometimes, when they have a bad loss, they let it get worse, and then the train comes off the tracks. It's the exact same thing that happened to them last year. I think they're better than that this year, and if they are, they're going to cover that game easily. I'm going to lay it with Las Vegas. You know what? Um, I like where you're going with that. It's, well, you know, I, I'm not in love with the pick, but I, I agree with what you said. I think who tweeted you was probably listening to our show, Babano, because I said the same thing. I said, as crazy as this sound, guys, like Joe Flacco is better than Sam Darnold. <laughs> like, Joe Flacco can get the ball out. He's got a good arm still. Like, it's not mobile, but he's still got a strong arm. He can still make throws. He just can't run. He's got a bad back, the poor dude. Like, he's better than people give him credit for, Flacco. He just can't move, like, much around much anymore. Um, and, you know, and it's a problem. But Sam Darnold, you're right, but man, there's always excuses for him and all this and that. But you see Flacco has the same tools, and they put up points. All right, we got 30 seconds before this break. We got a couple of more minutes with Bano. We'll let him go. We appreciate him hanging out with us uh, this evening. But I'm curious your take on this Rams-Cardinals game, Babano. Um, so, you know, we got a couple of seconds, so I won't throw it to you right now, <laughs> but think about it and maybe another pick you want to share with us on the other side before we get you out of here. But, uh, the Rams and the cards is interesting to me. Big, big game, you know, as far as the playoffs are concerned and the Rams coming off a flat spot, you know, against the Niners, they got punched in the mouth against the Niners team that owns them. The Rams are a much better road team. It's an interesting game to me. We'll get the battle stops on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. I've got a couple of minutes, three-minute warning, level two. 
quickest 120 minutes in sports is now 180 minutes. It's been a great uh, week, though, uh, so far this week, uh, flying by. You know what? It also would encourage us to get more guests on and get more voices and different opinions. So uh, tomorrow we got Teddy Covers. Uh, we got um, uh, we're going to be talking. Uh, we got Teddy Covers, Jeff uh, Jeff Feinberg on the radar uh, as well. I got into it with Feinberg today about his Chargers. Uh, man, that guy loves that team. But he's got rose-colored glasses. So me, me and Feinberg are going to have a Chargers debate. And uh, Rick Saratella will step up and answer. we got a lot of good stuff going on this week. And, of course, the Friday Night Freak Show is always, always uh, entertaining. All right, uh, Babano. I mentioned the uh, the Rams-Cardinals game. I don't know if it interests you. It could be a tough game. It's You know, it's a division game. But there's a pattern with the Rams, Babano. Like, there is. And I'm on to it. As in, don't bet on them at home. You know, they're road warriors, 12 and four last 16 road games. And they were even better than that, but they stumbled at Miami and they lost at San Francisco earlier this year. So I, I'm not surprised they're coming off their big wins. You know, Rams have been on a roll. I wasn't surprised they lost to San Francisco, but now I think they get back on track. Lou disagreed with me. Cam had no opinion. Lou disagreed. So what's your vote, Babano? Arizona I think I'm in- and the Rams. Yeah, I think I'm in Camp Gamble here with this one. Uh, The Rams have been good on the road. We know what they did against Tampa Bay. They've had some, you know, the Buffalo game, they came back and almost won that one. Uh, So they've had good results on the road. They've they've definitely been a better ATS team on the road. But I keep coming back to this game for Arizona, two losses in a row, the Seattle game on the road, and they're on the road again against New England, a game where they just made a bunch of mistakes. They really should have won, but they just made it, shot themselves in the foot. I think they're a better team than they've shown the last two weeks, Arizona. And the thing that concerns me, it's golf away from home and it's golf against a team that'll blitz. Uh, and that's what Vance Joseph's going to do with Arizona. They actually, Arizona is one of the teams that blitzes more than a lot of other teams in the league. And those are the kind of defenses that sometimes give Jared Goff problems. So I think Arizona, especially a division home dog this late hey, in the Cameron. season, desperate for a win, I like Arizona. Babano in the house. Late night anger management class. Bring it. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.